Welcome to Pros and Cons, a show about a variety of topics. I'm Jack. And I'm Kev. Let's talk about Nike Air Max. Mm-mm-mm. We're talking about it because this week is actually Air Max Day, now an annual event, which we'll talk about more later, but we're running it this week with that. I mean, basically, it's like a celebration of Air Maxes that's been going on for a few years now, but I guess for people who don't know... Just to give a very brief summary, it's a line, I guess you would call it, under Nike of a set of shoes similar to like Jordan or Air Forces or something like that, like a certain type that has different models under it. Yeah, so I guess it's technically like a line that Nike put out with their, at the time, new technology of having air in their soles or like a practical air bubble that i Mm -hmm. guess you can literally see i believe we've talked about air forces and whatnot before and brought up other shoes before and they do have air in them but like air forces you don't see any air bubble or anything it's like internal like air pockets but with air maxes nike literally put like this plastic clear bubble that you can see and that shit was like groundbreaking at the time of course tinker hatfield the god of sneaker design he got inspired for that by this place in paris called the center pompidou i think that's how you pronounce it and basically it's this building that's like a mix of like i think it's a museum library and some other stuff but almost inside out like you see all the pipes and everything going it's like designed in a way to show you what it's made of from that And so he got the idea to use that to just expose that part of the shoe, which is, I think, really cool that he saw that and then brought it into the shoe and then made such a big impact there because the building itself is also very innovative. Hell yeah, that's pretty dope. And just the concept of where it stemmed from is insanely dope. Also, this is in 1987 for context for people. And this was with the Air Max one. I might be making this shit up at this point, but I think you've seen it too. Was this part of like Tinker Hatfield's abstract episode on Netflix? It might have been. I did see that. I don't remember what he talked about in the episode, but like that's something that would be perfect for there. And also for people who don't know, Tinker is also the genius behind different Jordans and all this stuff. He's basically... The best sneaker designer of all time, pretty much. Tinker's uh, on another level when it comes to sneaker design. Or just design overall. And that air technology that you mentioned, like they had that since 78. Some shoe called the Tailwind. But they didn't implement it in this way until like a decade later with the Air Max 1. And yeah, so it was successful enough that they kept doing more and at one point in the 90s it switched over to them naming it after the year not for all of them but for some of them which became kind of a defining feature for certain models and it also was just like a big change for nike that those got popular and kind of changed their direction according to tinker and then he actually left the air max series in 94 which is pretty crazy to think that The next guy in line, who is Sergio Lozono, made the 95 next, which is like one of the most famous Air Maxes. 
And then it switched to another guy in 97, Christian Trezor, who also made one of the most famous Air Maxes in the 97. So maybe their kind of genius was actually built on not only bringing Tinker in to set the tone, but then to have new people have the pressure to deliver something as great as he did, you know? Yeah, it's like, give me your take on this shit. Um, Not that Tinkers and the other designers were getting old or anything, but it's true and it worked. And you see it sometimes on TV shows where, like, one episode is directed by a certain person and the other one by another one because you could just bring, like, a little different touch and that could be the difference. Yeah. And, yeah, like you said, it worked pretty well. Although... They've kind of, like, not fallen off at all, but I don't think anyone would disagree that the most popular and the best Air Maxes are all from that time, from, like, 87 to 97-ish. Like, that first decade was golden, and ever since then, like, past the turn of the century, they haven't really made any iconic silhouettes that have become, like, staples of Air Max. But it's weird, because they've stayed popular still the whole time, so... I don't know, I guess you could compare it to Jordan because it's like Jordan has, you know, depending on your opinion, but like to us, like let's say one through what, 11, maybe you could put a few of the others just beyond it in there too. But especially one through 11, it's like the golden group. And there's some misses in there too, just like Air Max has. But with both of them, there's similarities of they just bring new colorways of the models that have been successful and popular for the past few decades now yeah and i'm fully okay with that just in terms of like switching colorways um between the same shoes and whatnot i mean probably my favorite shoe all time is the nike dunk and it's the same shit it's like the same silhouette switch up the colors and almost makes it feel like a completely different shoe and i feel that way about some of the models of the Air Max that we'll get into in a little bit where it's almost like I wouldn't say that they're perfect but it's one of those scenarios where like if it ain't broke don't fix it yeah I wouldn't say I'm mad at it at least in the sense of I wouldn't con that the kind of core models have stuck around I still like those models for the most part and we'll get into it because we're going to be doing a top five pros and cons but I would say at the same time i do con or find it kind of crazy that they haven't created even one other model that's gone into that group over all this time like what are you doing but at the end of the day still probably balances out just change up the colorways and bam that's all i need give me a hundred years of that shit and i'm cool with it and part of that also in terms of kind of the long-lasting appreciation even ties into what we mentioned at the beginning of this episode with Air Max Day, which started in 2014 and is basically a way for people to post about the Air Maxes they have and also for Nike to drop a bunch of Air Max colorways around this time that are around the quote-unquote holiday of it. So that's become like a thing for kind of extending its life in a way to and giving it something different and yeah it's coming up on march 26th a couple days after this episode is releasing and it's around that time every year or i think on that exact day every year but what do you think of air max day in general would you pro or con that 
super dope i pro the idea from jump or since i've been aware of it i feel like the last few years it's really taken off more yes taken off and nike for sure has taken advantage of it and made it this special like event and thing and i feel like it's only the start of it like it should only get more awareness the more people do it every year and the more heat that comes out on this day or around this day every year but the Air Max alone has for sure gained like a following that I'll say, I'm not gonna say it like matches Jordan's, but there's like a group out there that really fucks with Air Maxes in the same way that Jordan heads love Jordans. Yeah, I feel like Jordans are a little more mainstream and Air Max is a little more like culty. And I don't say either of those in a bad way. Obviously, we love Jordans also. And. In terms of Air Max Day, you know, some people talk about, oh, is it too much of a marketing salesy type thing that Nike just uses to push shoes? And like, I could see the point of that, but as someone interested in Air Maxes myself, if I don't see a pair I like, I'm not going to buy it anyway. And if anything, this is giving more of a chance for interesting colorways that they might not drop otherwise or certain other interesting drops to happen and i feel like that's a pro really yeah there's like no reason to hate it even if it was because nike wanted to sell more air maxes or start bringing them back and it's like which i'm sure is the case but yeah but even then like it's one of the times where like it's done right and it works and it doesn't really hurt anyone why not it's like a win-win you know yeah exactly so helps them and also helps me because I like them. Pro it for me. And we'll see how it goes this year. Because like last year in the pandemic, that was like right at the beginning. And it kind of worked out for them in a way. Because like, for example, athletes were home and LeBron did like an Instagram live showing off his different Air Maxes and stuff like that. So it's also like an excuse for content like that, that you wouldn't see as a consumer and you wouldn't get to do as a marketer with nike so again kind of a win-win depending how you view those things but i mean i think it's cool that lebron did a ig live with that hell yeah it's like little things like that that it's like really dope to see and it brings awareness to anyone that's into shoes or fashion of like all these other shoes that don't get the hype that the collabs get and the off-whites and the, the jordans and obviously yeezy and shit because they have all these big names always wearing them. Air Max, like, everyone owns them. But I feel like they don't get showcased like that. And this day kind of gives you the whole day to open up, like, any window or shed any light on any Air Max that you may call your favorites and colorways that you may have never really seen. Because out of, like, any shoe, I feel like Air Max arguably has probably, like, the most versatile and, like different colorways and customs out there i mean i know i'm saying air max there's fucking 3800 different types of air maxes but if air max day it's like us showing those sneakers off then let's keep that going and if anything like let's make it grow going off what you said though with colorways i mean we'll kind of get into this a little later when we mention some specific shoes but just generally speaking i feel like air maxes don't have as many big colorways as like a dunks or jordans or something you mean when it comes to like like iconic ones that people know yeah 
Oh, then yeah, I feel like in that way, true. Because when it comes to like Air Max ones, I feel like the first thing you think of is like the white and red ones, like the well, classic. silver and red, right? I mean, yeah, silver, white, and red. Yeah, like the ninety fives. You said it's the neon with the gray. Infrared. It's like the silver bullets. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, there's not many, but that's what I mean. Like if you actually get into the world of them, because the thing with Air Maxes is like they've always been coming out. Like, they've never stopped making Air Maxes and different colorways of them. But they've just been under the radar because people... The hype wasn't there for them. But there's so many colorways. It's just but I'm, I'm also really not became. saying that as, like, a bad thing. I'm not conning it necessarily. I'm just saying yeah. just in terms of talking about the brand in general. Like, there are dunks that... There's so many that sell for even over a thousand or very high numbers. Air Maxes... There aren't as many that have the same hype behind them in that way. Yeah, agree. Like, if you see an Air Max with that sort of price, it's either because it's a collab, a super limited special version of them was made, or it's, like, the really old, crazy, like, OG from the 92 right. release. Other than that, yeah, like, their prices aren't crazy, which yeah, you, you could say probably pro. put it as a pro. Yeah, it gives you a chance to buy the shoes you like, you know? With that, too, what do you think of their collabs in general? Like, one, do you think there's enough? And two, what do you think of them across the board? Because, again, compared to especially like a Nike Dunk, which is probably the most expansive and famous in terms of collabs, like, where do you think the Air Max stands? I don't know. I wouldn't put them at the strongest. Because uh, what's like the big collab maybe sean witherspoons yeah that's one of the more recent popular ones even this year for air max day they're bringing back the bacons which are the dave quality meats ones which again we'll save that for later but that's just an example of them but there's not tons of those out there yeah not a lot or not like super recognizable ones like i know supreme has a couple i'm not the biggest fan Stuzy has a couple I'm kind of a fan of those. I don't own them, but it's because those are a little bit pricier. Not like off-white or anything like that, but just not the regular Air Max prices that I want to pay for. Yeah. But yeah, I wouldn't put them at the strongest. The bacon one is like a little bit of a throwback, but it kind of got hype at the time. But it was also because it was like a super limited release. I don't know if it was that limited, if it would have been that big of like a, a grill. But I don't know, I'd give it like a light con just because I feel like there's a lot more room. Yeah, I would say part of it is just not having tons of them out there. Where I feel like if they had as many as dunks, there would be a lot more that we could point to, even if there were misses in there. But I think it would be an interesting goal for like the 2020s for them to really ramp up on the collabs. Especially because it would be like a generation designing them who either grew up with them or people giving a new spin on them who kind of came into them later like i think there could be a lot of different angles with it and still so much untapped but yeah i think with air max day becoming more popular like you said maybe we'll see more in the coming years around that or something but going off that too i do think it's interesting that you know with jordans you had jordan as the figurehead and with dunks, it wasn't like one specific person, but you had different skaters and other people. But Air Maxes have kind of become popular just because of, I don't know, everyday people wearing them. Wasn't as much like 
a singular person or a specific group that made it popular, even though it was big in certain cities, like in London with the 95s and 90s or stuff like that, but it kind of grew in popularity on its own. Yeah, I can agree with that. It's, again, like the shoe of the everyday sneaker lover, in a way. You don't have to be a sneakerhead or, like, follow hype, and you always know you're going to have, like, this dope classic shoe on with, like, dope-ass colorways. And I feel like it's one of those... I wouldn't say it's, like, word of mouth, you know, how, like, that happens, where, like, it just spreads like that. Kind of in that way where it's just, like, organic or just, like, naturally gaining popularity just because it's simple and cool and a classic, which I dig. Do you like that they were using the year name at the end, at least for a while there? Yeah, no. Because at least at first it's cool because it takes you to, like, I don't know, a place in time. Or it's, like, easy to remember, especially if you were, like, in the sneaker game at that time. It's just one of those things where, like, in the long run or in the long term, it sucks. Yeah, they almost, like, shot themselves in the foot. Right. When you get to the 2000s. Yeah, like, imagine for the Air Max 90 uh, 100-year anniversary like and let's say they do a new air max there like they can't name it the 90 anymore it'd have to be like (laughs) i mean that's a that's a problem they'd like to have if they're still in business at that time but no i know what you mean but even like 2001 you already have the air max one you know what i mean even if you did the zero one it's like you can't do that it worked i'm not gonna con it but probably would have worked well like if after the air max one they just kept going up numerically like jordan's like jordan but yeah so i give it like a light pro yeah i feel like it is tricky because i do like some of them for all the 90s ones i wonder how much that is also like kind of our 90s bias but that could have even possibly been part of why they haven't been able to make good models since i mean that's not the whole reason but that has to be at least part of it why those had success but then you get to the 2000s and they can't make a model that reaches those and even though it worked for some you could have figured out another solution that would have also worked for those but then could have worked with everything too i'd probably go with like a light con and before we go to our top fives Would you pro or con the Air Max name itself? Yeah, I'd pro it. I like that it's simple. It, like, makes sense. And symmetrical, too. Symmetrical, like, they're both three letters. It feels very Nike. I know it could also be because I grew up with this name. Like, literally, these were started before we were even born. So it's one of those where, like, I won't go the most major pro because... Who knows, maybe it could have been called Air something else and it would have worked just fine or even better. But since this is what we know and it works pretty well, I'm going to go with a solid pro. Yeah, I agree. And I hadn't thought about it, like you said, as it being a very Nike name, but that is true. And it is just beautiful simplicity. And you don't even have to think much about what Max means. Like it's very kind of self-explanatory just rolls off the tongue has a one-two punch like can't really go wrong i mean we love air forces but i feel like this is a simpler better name than air forces even and air jordans obviously you would name it after jordan so that's a little different dunks are their own kind of thing 
but Air Max might be the most Nike name of them all. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the name Air Max alone shits on Air Jordan and Air Force. Jordan, yeah, like you said, it is after a name and the Max. It's kind of like its own thing. Air Force was like, it's <laughs> fine. I like the name. Yeah. But Air Max is like its own thing. It's simple, self-explanatory. Can't go wrong. Like they hit the jackpot with that. But let's not wait any longer. Let's get our least favorite Air Maxes out of the way. Top five cons. Yes, sir. And I could probably speak for you too on this one. At least for the cons, I won't have them in a specific order. I'll just kind of throw them out there. Yeah, no order. Yeah, just list them off, I guess. This was both easy and hard because there are a good amount of models I would con. But picking which five specifically was kind of hard. But the ones I'll go with are in no order again. The Nike Air Max Plus slash TN, which I know has a following of its own by some people, but I'm not a fan. Got the Nike Air Max 96. Settled between two years that the 95 and 97 are two of the most popular models. But for the 96, I feel like that was just a miss. Then next up, we got the Nike Air More Uptempo, which people used to have these constantly playing basketball at our school they basically just have this big air text on them in big letters and i was not a fan still not a fan then we got the nike air max deluxe just an ugly dad shoe in my opinion (laughs) and then i wanted to get a more recent one in here too because i feel like they've also been missing in recent years so just to represent that group i'll throw in the nike air max 720 Mm. Yeah, I mean, I was trying my hardest not to interrupt, but disrespected the air up tempo. <laughs> um, nah, I low key feel you though. Um, it was a shoe that I would see a lot, and I didn't know how I felt about it, but it was one of the shoes that, like, over the years, I've come to appreciate all that is going on in the shoe. And I ain't even gonna lie, and it's gonna be hard to admit this right now on air, live, recorded. <laughs> But my decision to get him was because of no other than uh, Michael Jordan. Wow. Damn, ring the alarms. Hey. I mean, this is kind of a weird episode because I praise LeBron, you praise Jordan. It's all about the positive vibes, right? (laughs) Watching the footage of the Dream Team in Mm -hmm. the Olympics, and they had the Olympic colorway of the Nike era of tempo. And yeah, you can say it wasn't just Jordan. Literally, I think the whole team was wearing them. But it was from the Last Dance documentary when watching it that I was like, I think I finally passed that threshold of I actually like this shoe. And Damn. Yeah, they're like a decent price. You could get them for like retail online and shit. Again, like Air Maxes. I feel like they are a very love-hate shoe. You know what I mean? They're very divisive. And another shoe you disrespected was the Air Max Plus, I think. Yeah, slash TN, depending where you are in the world. I believe that was my first Air Max shoe. Damn. Back in like 98. As a kid, I think I had like a black and white version. That's crazy. But yeah, someone sent it from like the US to DR. So I was out there stunting with my Air Max Pluses, if I remember right. But I don't know that I'd get the shoe now. (laughs) (laughs) But still, had to throw that in there. 
Fair, fair. But yeah, other than that, I agree with your list. I guess I'll go with my cons. I almost want to throw the Nike Air Max 93 in there. But it's only because that's like my, or our born year. And the shoe isn't all that special. I wish it was like the 95 or something, you know. But if you look at the shoe, it technically just looks like a Hirachi with like an Air Max sole. So I don't want to hate on it too much. So I guess it's like a honorable mentions for the cons. I'll start off mine with the Nike Air Max BW. I believe it's a shoe from back in 91. It is, to me, a very dad shoe. And just not attractive at all. Then I'll go with the Air Max 96. I don't know what happened. Then I'll go with the Nike Air Tuned Max. Weird ass looking shoe. Legit doesn't even look like a Nike to me. It's almost like if Skechers or some other off-brand try to make an Air Max with a foam posit all at once. I don't know. It's strange. But the Nike Air Max 2003 looks like a golf shoe with an Air Max. So it's an easy con. And last but not least, I'll say the Nike Air Max Deluxe, which I think was also on your list. But, you know, who gave the green light? <laughs> Just had to throw that out there. And yeah, that's my five cons. Technically six, but five. Now to the pro side. And I'll kind of match you in a way for my fifth spot with a semi six group. And I'll start off with a question. I basically have one backup depending on what you say to this first one. But this first shoe has Air Max technology. So I like this. I like this. I'll throw it out there. The Nike Air Griffey Max one. Yeah, that's my number five. Okay, <laughs> damn. <laughs> oh, that was easy. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I could I arguably gonna... boost it to four, but I'll keep it at five. Yeah, same. I wouldn't be mad if I put it all the way up to three. I don't know if it'd get past that. But yeah, it's a fucking beautiful shoe. It's baseball. It's the kid, Griffey. It technically has the words Air and Max in the name. I know, that's part of it, yeah. Like, if you write that on Google, you know how it highlights the hit <laughs> words? It hit, so I count it. I was counting it, so it's funny how you brought it up. Um, yeah, it's an easy one for me to pro. Yeah, it's my number five. It's also one I feel like I saw as a kid and... I thought they were like cool. I mean, I like Griffey, but I feel like they've only grown in my appreciation for them over the years. I think partially because of the nostalgia like deepening, but they've just held up really well over time too. The design is still very fresh, very interesting. So I'll go with number four, Air Max 95 at number four. Wow. Kind of like the up-tempo people around me have always worn it. Uh, since I was a kid, and I didn't know how I felt about the shoe. I never owned any until, like, I got much older, and I was, I don't know, there was something where, like, I started to appreciate the shoe, and obviously, like, the history of it, and the classic colorways, like, the neons, and the pinks and reds, all with the gray, looks so fire, that I was like, fuck it, like, this shit really is, like, one of the iconic shoes of our time, and it grew on me. For my number four, I'm gonna go with the Air Max 1, the very OG itself. I feel like it's a model that's nice and simple and pretty clean, but kind of lacks some of the originality and specialness of some of the other models higher on my list. Feels a little more basic, and I mean, it's literally the first one, so 
I'm not even saying it in a bad way. Like it paved the way for the rest for there to be innovation off those. And it's obviously a special shoe being the one that broke through with that. I think it just is in the four spot for me. At number three, believe it or not, I'm going to go with a newer version of an Air Max. Interesting. Um, You might know because, I mean, you've seen me wear it many times. And that is the Air Max Vapor Max, Mm -hmm. which is from 2017-18. If you don't know, this is the Air Max that is like flight knit on top. So it's like a sock. Then it has those huge tide pod looking bubbles on the bottom that cover the whole bottom of the shoe. To me, from jump, when I saw the shoe, I was like, holy fuck, this is dope. On top of that, the shoe is fucking insanely comfortable. Feel like you're walking on bubble wrap. Yeah, I put it at my number three. Also wanted to throw one of the newer models in there. For me at number three, I'm going to go with the Air Max 90, which is arguably the most popular Air Max model. And definitely the infrareds of those are the most popular Air Max in general. But I feel like they are a little borderline bulky in a way that I feel like takes away from them a little bit. Like they have a unique, interesting design. And I do think they have a lot of good colorways available for them for the most part. Whether just the very simple ones with just accents of a color. They probably have the best range of those. But they can also be a little more crazy too. But I don't know. I feel like right in the middle is perfect for them. Like they're not my favorite, but I think they're still solid. For my number two, we'll go back to the 90s. I'm going to go with the Nike Air Max 97. One of the best looking, better designed, dope, classic looking shoes out there. I don't own many of these, but it's a shoe that every time I see any colorway, that shit is like Steph Curry from the free throw line. It's like a 97% hit, you know? <laughs> like, Yeah, and one of the more iconic colorways with the silver bullets. So, can't go wrong. Super beautiful, super classic. I think it's a shoe that will probably never die. So, for my number two, probably to your surprise, but we have a second repeat on this list because I also have the 97s at number two. Wow, okay. And this is even surprising to myself because this is a shoe where I feel like I was very out on it for a long time. And I would actually say you're the one who kind of brought me over to the other side of like seeing them a little differently. I do disagree with you that they never miss because to me, they're actually very hit or miss. Like there's only certain colorways that I think work for them. But I think the silhouette itself is innovative and different. And I think that's what puts them above the 90 for me because the 90 has a lot more colorways. They're a lot more consistent. But I feel like the 97 pushes things forward. And I feel like they're just a very smooth shoe. I mean, literally, it's like a very wavy, smooth design, but they just have a certain look to them. Well, we got to number one. There's no other better Air Max to throw in there at number one than the Air Max One. Damn. You see a lot of the influence that it put on a lot of the other Air Maxes that 
are on an Air Max list throughout the years. From the sole, from its shape, it was the first of its kind, at least when it comes to showing the air bubble, so I give that. I feel like it's the most classic looking of them all, where like you could rock them as a kid, you could rock them as a grown man, and possibly as an old man, and still feel like you can get away with it. So yeah, I had to throw that number one. I just think it's very versatile. My number one is the Air Max 95. Growing up, kind of like what you mentioned when you were talking about the 95s, I wasn't really into them. And I think that was maybe even a big part due to the OG neons that we've discussed, which are the most famous colorway. It's like gray and neon green, yellow with black. I would see those all the time on like the Soul Collector forums. And I feel like those were my major exposure to the 95s. And I did not like those shoes. I still do not like those shoes. I think that colorway for a long time ruined them for me. And then at some point, I don't know when, but I just got turned around on them and really got into them. And in the way that I was talking about the 90s are kind of wide and bulky, I feel like the 95s are the opposite of that. I don't know if skinny is the right word, but they're very kind of vertical and they just have a really great shape to them in the silhouette. And on top of that, I love the idea of the kind of three-stripe colorway, the multiple stripes. So that's my top five pros. Not bad at all. I'm not mad at either of our lists, really. Damn, that's crazy. You didn't have the 90s like anywhere in your top five. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> I thought about throwing them at five, but once in my head, I decided to throw the Griffies in as an Air Max. I was like, yeah, I got to kick out the 90s. But the Air Max 90 is actually the first Air Max that I bought like myself purposely. Damn. And yeah, I stayed on my list at least this time. But yeah, I mean, I guess we could get into specific colorways now. I don't know that I have many, like, super favorites that are hyped for me, at least when it comes to Air Max 1s. I like really simple ones. Like, for me, my favorite Air Max 1s I actually own. They're, like, these uh, cream, white, and, like, very light gray Air Max 1s. To me, it's, like, the subtleties, and obviously, I'm really off into, like, washed-looking colors. Any colorways like that throughout any Air Maxes, like, I'm in. Uh, you were talking about the Neon 95s. I'm also not the biggest fan of them. However, I do like the OG like gray colorway the same way as the Neons. But instead of Neon, I like the pink colorway. So with the pink accents. Mm -hmm. That's a shoe that I probably will get within the next year or two. When it comes to like hyped stuff or somewhat of grails. I really like the idea of the Nike air max uh the elephants at most elephants yeah i was gonna bring those up not necessarily because i pro them crazy but almost as a nostalgia thing i feel like they were big in the soul collector days too yeah along with the dqm bacons that we talked about and like the 95 stashes like those were i feel like some of the more popular collabs at the time Hell yeah, I mean, the Atmos, uh, Air Max 1 Elephants, super fire. To me, it's like an Air Max 1 Tiffany colorway almost. Mixed with, like, 
black cement threes almost yeah exactly with the cements like you can't go wrong super simple could wear probably with anything like sell for insane amounts i don't think i'd like to pay the price even if i have the money unless i'm like rich 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 maybe but but it's one that i'd always like enjoy to look at with atmos they also have the safari joints classic shoe i mean i like the elephants better but i feel like they're one of the colorways slash pattern ways where it could have gone wrong so easily but they made it work you know I really like the Atmos Animal Packs. I believe they have 1s, 95s, and 90s, I want to say. Real quick, I'll also just go off that and throw in the Pony Hair 95s. Probably my Grail Air Max at this point. Wasn't going to bring them up, but good thing you did. Also with Atmos, they have the Viotech Air Max 1s, which are dope. I mentioned Silver Bullets. I'd like to get those one day too. Those are ones I almost feel like you've had already. Not yet. It's for sure a shoe I've been dreaming about for a minute, but haven't actually owned myself. And I don't know. There's a bunch of other stuff I'm sure I'm missing, but I'd go with, last but not least, like the Parapatas. The Amsterdam store. Uh, Yeah, I believe so. They have a bunch of collabs and stuff, but they're Air Max 1s, which are like the burgundy with aqua turquoise touches and a little bit of white. So fucking dope so clean sells for super high i don't know that i'll ever own them but had to throw them in there what about you though how did you not bring up though the delomios i thought about it and it is actually the only air max 95 that i own the only reason i didn't is because i feel like the biggest reason i got this shoe was because i couldn't get the air force one version of the delomio Mm-hmm. and i almost like settled for this no disrespect to c's shout out to you putting dominicans on the map and also with c's he's you know repping dr but he also has new york city roots and going off a similar thing of someone based in the city but expanding to include the whole world within the new york city melting pot i wanted to bring up another pair that you actually have that changed my mind about the 98s a little bit which is the la mestlas mm-hmm. which it's like from someone who they won like a contest or something right right real quick just a brief one and i believe they were released like on uh air max day or some some date around there but nike put out this thing of like all oh, designers or people to like have designs on like a bunch of different air maxes from all the cities around the world they chose like the winners And I think it was New York, got it, LA, London, Shanghai, and Tokyo, I want to say. So basically, all the winners from those cities got to have their shoes released by Nike and have their name behind it. Nike, like, put it on their website with, like, the designer's backstory and its root on the city and what inspired the shoe and, like, what about the city inspired the shoe and whatnot. And, yeah, you just mentioned the New York winner. Mm -hmm. which gets me mad because after you brought that up i forgot to mention one that i wanted to the shanghai 97 yeah yeah (laughs) i don't know if you were gonna bring those up but i was thinking about it yeah but we could just mention them right here (laughs) yeah such a dope shoe it's basically the 97s and somehow some way they took away the smoothness of the shoe and just made it super layered a bunch of textures and fabrics that come out in like this beautiful turquoise 
fluorescent not fluorescent yes like icy blue yeah like icy almost transparent with like accents of red and white i think so fucking nice but yeah you could keep going for other specific colorways for me i mean i've thrown in some while you were talking but aside from those the air max one golf grass looks crazy also an air max one not my favorite design but have to shout out the kid robots which was a great toy store in soho maybe we'll do an episode on them or something at one point but their collab is definitely well known and part of that group i was mentioning with stash and atmos and etc also shout out the air max 90 huffquakes r.i.p keith huffdangle those are dope too sticking with the 90s there's also a pair that came out last year called the trail team gold that are a bit different and interesting to me i really like them only came across them just recently and otherwise there's the have a nike day pack which i have the 95s of i really like that whole color palette they use there has a very 90s feel to it and then we were talking about the griffey max ones we were of course referring to the freshwaters the main colorway those are definitely the best there but yeah i mean i'm sure we're forgetting some also but yeah the last one which we had brought up before i'll just mention again here is the sean weatherspoons which are just so unique with all the textures used and combining the shoes and everything and i think that collabs like that and them utilizing different textures and stuff like with the shanghai's or with the hidden messages that they had recently i think that could be an interesting path forward for them for the 2020s yeah real quick sean witherspoon's super fire like not only did this dude do corduroy on the 97s but it's not only a 97 top which i've said it's like the best shoe to look down on we have the best sole out there because it doesn't have a 97 sole it actually has the air max one sole so you're meshing my number one and my number two and one. It's pretty dope. Yeah. Next level. This is a, a Air Max episode overall. There's fucking like 30 different versions of the Air Max out there. But with that said, the Air Max series or line by Nike, I think it's probably like their best work outside of the Jordan and all the hype. The Air Max line kind of paving the way for like a bunch of other shoes out there. The simpleness, the design. There's an Air Max out there for anyone. It's an easy one for me to go with a solid to major pro. Yeah, and going off that too, I feel like it also ranges from very basic, simple, but clean to the very crazy, innovative. And even though there are a lot of models from them that I don't like, I feel like there are enough core powerhouse models to still keep them strong so i i wouldn't go fully heavy pro because of all those misses or cons on the models but light pro also doesn't do it i feel like solid pro is probably where it's at for me but yeah that wraps it up for this episode of pros and cons i'm jack you could find me at jack bloom summer summer with an o on everything and i'm kev you can find me at same old kev pretty much everywhere Maybe they'll turn Air Max Day into Air Max Week. Or Air Max Life.